Good, beautiful Saturday, September 1st, 2018 morning. This is Mark Lees of Hiker Therapy coming to you from Oceanside, California. What a gorgeous day. I'm outside of my patio, so if you hear some background noise, some planes flying overhead or some birds singing, um, that's not a bad thing. If you hear trucks rumbling down the street, it shouldn't be. It shouldn't happen, but if it does, pardon that, and I might have to alter that before. But I want to do more of these out in nature because nature rejuvenates me, revives me. It's my therapy. So if I can incorporate that even into what I'm doing on my podcast, I think that's a good thing. So this morning, we're gonna, I'm going to present you the topic, automatic negative thinking. But before we do, here's a quick rundown of what hiker therapy is. If you go to segment one on my podcast, it will tell you how hiker, formu- uh, hiker therapy was formulated and what it is. But basically, hiker therapy is my way uh, for me personally and professionally to get out into nature, to get out into the environment and utilize nature to help calm us, to help us open us up, become more honest of who we are as human beings. Thus, we can get to some of those issues that are uh, causing conflict within ourselves a little more honestly. Uh, I work with veterans right now. And when I hike around with veterans, as, as part of what I do, I do that around even where I work in the city. I still hike the neighborhoods. It just changes things. It changes the way people respond. It changes their openness, honesty. Instead of sitting across from one another, we're out, we're walking parallel. Uh, hiker therapy, even out into the hills, out in the mountains, it's therapeutic. It's physical exercise. It's a sense of accomplishment from point A to point B back to point A. Um, that, in many cases, for many people, is huge, especially a lot of the clients I've worked with in the last 10 years. It gives them a sense of self-efficacy and confidence. The challenge, the physical nature, the mental health relief resolve from symptoms of anxiety and depression. So it's very beneficial. So if you go to my website, there's more on who I am uh, as far as how I do hiker therapy. So let's talk today about automatic negative thinking. Before we do, I'm going to teach us all a breathing exercise. I've, I've done these before, but I, and I think I've done this one before. It's called 478 breathing. We'll do that, and then we'll get on to our topic of automatic negative thinking. So 478 breathing is a great way to reduce anxiety. It fools the brain, if you will, as you relax your system into thinking your system is being relaxed. And your brain then takes it on, pulls back the cortisol, pulls back the adrenaline, pulls back that fight or flight response. And then all of a sudden we start relaxing and we do more of these. And then we start feeling better and we do more of these. So it's an interesting way the brain is uh, tricked into being thought of as a relaxed state. But that's exactly what happens. There's a lot more technical involvement there, a lot more fancy words than I'm using. But if you understand the process, if you understand the effects of the process, it doesn't really matter how the process works. So that is part of it, too. So four, seven, eight breathing. We're going to inhale on a four count. We're going to hold on a seven count. And we're going to exhale on an eight count. I will guide us through two. And I will let us do three. So sit comfortably in your chair. Um, you know, back back straight in the chair. You don't have to be spartan uncomfortable. But get, get yourself up in a chair. Get your hands on your knees or however you feel comfortable. Fold your hands in your lap. You can do the lotus position, fingertips to fingertips. Um, but I choose to just sit up, right? I close my eyes. You can do the half gaze meditative pose. You can close your eyes. But I put my hands on my knees. That's what I'm doing now. And then we'll start. So inhale on a four count through your nostrils. Hold it for seven. And exhale on a slow eight count. Inhale through your nostrils on a four count. Hold it for a seven count. And exhale on an eight count slowly. 
So the next couple, let's do on our own. I'll start us off, but let's do them on our own. So inhale on a four count through your nostrils slowly. Again, inhale through your nostrils slowly on a four count. And lastly, the fifth one, inhale slowly through your nostrils on a four count. Good. So, and you can repeat those as many times as you want. I, I, when I meditate, I try to sometimes even, I meditate five, 10 minutes in the morning, five, 10 minutes at night. I try to do some of those meditations, just pure breathing exercises for a couple minutes, right? So you can do five of these, 10 of these, whatever you're comfortable with and whatever works for you the best. So that's called a four, seven, eight breathing. So let's do our topic today, automatic negative thoughts. Um, what's a thought? Uh, I just asked this question, a group that I presented this to, and a client said, well, it's that subconscious uh, just bubbles up, and all of a sudden we have a thought. We don't have much control of that, which is true. Uh, that's a good answer. That, that's a pretty good answer because subconsciously all our thoughts are developed between the ages of zero and seven. That's it. I'm sorry. All of our, pers our personalities form between zero and seven. Our schematic, our blueprints are formed from zero to seven in our, in our households, how we grew up in our environment. That's it. After that, it's just experiences. But by seven years old, your personality is formed. And that's where our thinking comes from, whatever that thinking is. And quite frankly, a lot of it's negative thinking. That's where a lot of our negative thinking is born from between the ages of zero and seven. It makes sense. I mean, we're alive, right? We're pulling in all these thoughts. We're sponges, pulling all this thinking from the environment, our household, our, our, our families, all the stuff that's coming at us. So a thought, yeah, is developed from the subconscious. And it's, it's just there, right? Right now, we're having thousands. And we'll talk about that. So... What's a thought? Let's go with that whole idea that it's developed in our subconscious. We don't have much control of that. And quite frankly, the majority of where our thinking and our thoughts come from is our subconscious. We can retrain that, by the way, if they're negative. We'll talk about that. So thoughts equal feelings and behaviors. You cannot escape that. Our thoughts trigger and equal our feelings and our behaviors. If you have a positive thought, you have a positive feeling and a positive behavior. If you have a positive thought, you have a positive feeling and a positive behavior. You can't change that. As well as if you have a negative thought, you will have a negative feeling and a negative behavior. If your first thought is negative, you will always have a negative feeling and a negative behavior. You can't pervert that. In other words, you can't have a positive thought and a positive feeling and a negative behavior. You cannot have a negative thought and a positive feeling and a negative behavior. However you want to interchange those, you can't. You're either going to have a positive thought, feeling, behavior, you're going to have a negative thought, feeling, behavior. You can't pervert that. So, for example, if I wake up in the morning, man, I'm going to Petco Park tonight to watch the Padres. I've got a positive thought going on. I'm feeling good. And my behavior is going to be pretty pretty bouncy during the day. I'm going to be very, very upbeat, very positive. I can't wait to go. That doesn't mean things don't happen in the day because we're going to have negative thoughts. And a negative thought equals a negative feeling, negative behavior. So then the trick is to hold on to that. We'll talk about that. Hold on to the positive thought. Uh, have a positive feeling, positive behavior, positive day. So that's what that's all about. It's pretty simple. You can't change that. If you're waking up in negativity and you don't shake yourself out of it, we'll, we'll talk about that. If you don't change it up, you're going to have a negative feeling and your day's going to be negative. Uh, I just did this in a group. One client said to me that um, he wakes up seeing the word yes, big bold letters. That's a positive thought. And he says, I have a positive feeling, positive behavior. And I try to recorrect that during the course of the day. 
right? That isn't the script for the day. And I had other clients said, if you can wait, he can wake up with a negative feeling, but he can shift that. He can shift that during the day to a positive thought, positive feeling, positive behavior. You can shift them, right? It isn't, it isn't static. It's kinetic. You can move this stuff around. But the goal for our own well-being of joy and peace is to continue with positive thinking, uh, positive feelings, positive behaviors. Our thoughts lie to us. Our thoughts, our, our thoughts lie to us all the time. We'll talk a statistic here next. Our feelings do do not. Uh, our feelings do not. Our feelings are very real. If you are sad, happy, angry, frustrated, uh, upset, depressed, overjoyed, those are very true, and they're a result of your thoughts. But our thoughts lie to us, which leans. We're taught. Right, let's not get. Um, this is a topic on negative thinking. This isn't a negative way to look at life. If you are having negative thoughts, this is a guide and a helpful way for you to recorrect into positive thinking. And we're going to get that at the end there. We're going to identify what it is. We're going to identify how does it affect us. And we're going to say, how can we manage this and come up with a solution? How can we get ourselves in a proper place? What, what is it? How does it affect us? And how can we resolve this? So our thoughts lie to us all the time. Our feelings do not. Behaviors are the result of our thinking. Our behaviors are the result of our thinking. If you're going to have negative thinking, you're going to have negative behaviors. And we can talk all sorts of examples. People end up in prison because one negative thought or negative thinking. That's what gets people into negative places. And I know that's a drastic example. You can wake up today in a bad mood, hit your, your foot on the bed, and uh, you're going to curse and cuss and slam things maybe. So your negative thinking, negative behavior. Positive thinking, positive behavior. So our thoughts lie to us, our feelings do not, and our behaviors are the result of our own thinking. We are not our thoughts. We are not our thoughts. If you have a negative thought and you're having a bad moment, that's not a bad person. That's not even a bad day, but we are not our thoughts, okay? Understand that. If you are living in shame, if you're living in guilt, um, that's you're not a bad person, okay? You're going you're gonna to foster that with automatic negative thinking, but your thoughts are not us. We are not our thoughts. We are our mind, body, and souls, our spirits. Thoughts are not feelings. If you're having a uh, negative thought, they're, they're, don't combine the two. They're not the same. Thoughts, thoughts and, are not feelings, okay? If you're angry, that's not a thought. That's a feeling and emotion. If you're thinking, I'm going to go to the baseball game, that's not a feeling. That's a thought. Facts are not thoughts, right? This is the third thing. Facts are not thoughts. Facts, one plus one is two. Your thought is, is you can come up with whatever you want to about that, okay? But the, we, you, research is facts. It's, it's been proven. It's a theory. Facts are true. Thoughts are not. In fact, we're going to talk about that statistic next. And facts are not feelings. So facts are not thoughts, and they're not feelings. When you get in an argument with somebody, now that anger comes out, none of that's factual, okay? That's all your emotions. And you think, well, you did this. But that's not what gets us upset that you did this. That you did this is real. I'm holding a water bottle in my hand right now. Absolutely real. This is a water bottle that is true. It, it, you can't get away from this. This is a water bottle. That's not what gets us into trouble. What gets us into trouble is that big story we spin around it. What gets many people in trouble is not the fact. It's not the water bottle. It's the emotion, the drama, the feelings, the negative, negative thoughts, and negative reactivity to that that gets you in trouble, Okay. We've all been brought to our knees. Most of us listening to this have all brought, been brought to our knees. We've all gotten this far. Every one of us are right now this far. If you're listening to this podcast right now, you are right now. I don't know where you're at, what's going on in your life, but you made it this far. So did I. And I've had some being brought to my knees moments, trust me, in my lifetime. But that said, um, that's not who you are. And you've made it this far through all the drama. 
you're right here. Then don't forget we make up the story based on invalid negative thinking. We make it up. That's what we're going to talk about right now. 86 of the 99 thoughts we have are negative, they're invalid, they're made up, and they're fiction. 86 of the 99 thoughts we have, that's 86%, pretty close. 86% of the thoughts we have are negative, they're invalid, they're made up, and they're fiction. If we're having, research shows this, I'm not sure how they get this, but I've researched this in many different ways, But so here we go. Uh, we have 10,000 to 26,000 thoughts per day. We have 10,000 to 26,000 thoughts per day. That's, uh, on average, if you put those two together, that's about 18,000 thoughts per day. Average, if you want to even go with that, right? Go with a low one, go with a 10. But if we average 18,000 thoughts per day and 17 waking hours, if we're sleeping for seven, I, I put that in there. But if we're sleeping for seven hours, we're awake for 17, and we're averaging 18,000 thoughts per day, based on 86% of those are negative, that's 15,000, nearly 15,500 thoughts a day we're having out of those 18,000, they're negative. I would even question the other 13%, but let's go with, with the, quite frankly, the positive. 86% of that whole number is 15,000 plus thoughts per day are negative, and we recycle those every single day. And do you see what happens? You know people like this, right? You might be a person like this, but we know people like this. It's just negative all the time because they're caught on that cycle of their negative thinking feeds. It feeds. It feeds the cycle. And quite frankly, many people are familiar and happy with that. That's their narrative. That's their story. That's their victimization. They love that piece. I'm the victim because of their own thinking, not because of the event. We've all had events in our life that we can say we're a victim of. Absolutely. Many of us have grown up in households where we're victims of something. Okay. I'm not going to dispute that. I'm not going to take that away from any of us. But that's not what takes us out in life. It's our automatic negative thinking. So what's an automatic negative thought? Uh, here's one here. Many of us might have gone through this. There is no way I'm going to get that job. There is no way I'm going to get that job. That's a thought. That's made up. You don't know that. You have absolutely no proof. We'll talk about that too, by the way. You have no proof that that's true. So that's an automatic negative thought. Um, automatic negative thoughts are cynical. They're gloomy. They're complaining thoughts. They just seem to be coming all by themselves, right? We all get them. They all just flush into us. And where'd that come from? But none of them, that's why they're called automatic negative thinking, because they're cynical. They're gloomy. They're complaining. They're blaming. Um, here's another example of automatic negative thinking. My presentation is going to go horribly. This is one of my, this is mine, by the way. This is a personal one. Every, I'm good at this. I've, I've been paid to do this. I present this to the, well, my workplace, current workplace. And I'm at the end of it, it, I have people come up to me and says, man, that's the best thing I've ever heard on it. I just did this group here, this topic right now, Thursday. I've had that exact, exact same experience. The night before I'm preparing it, I go, man, this is going to suck. But that's my automatic negative thinking. I'm I'm confident guy. I know what I'm doing. But that creeps in there. Okay, another one. I'm not going to close the sale. Real estate people, car salesmen, they always ignore. Here's another one. They always ignore my ideas during meetings. Why do I even bother? Right? Third one, they always ignore my ideas during meetings. Why do I even bother? And fourth, the last one, something bad is going to happen. It always does. So these are a lot of uh, uh, most common automatic negative thoughts we might have, right? Especially the last one. Everybody tells me that they always have this one. Something bad is going to happen. It always does. We have no proof of that, right? We have absolutely no proof. We make it up. Uh, here's a nine most common ants, automatic negative thoughts. Number one, always thinking right? Always in uh, quotation marks thinking. This is when you think in words like always, never, no one, everyone, every time, everything. Every time that ha it's going to happen this way, it's never going to go my way. Uh, it always happens this way. Kind of 
you know, a little bit of baby with bathwater throughout the baby with bathwater thinking, all, all or nothing, always thinking. Number two, focusing on the negative. When you can only see the bad in a situation, focusing on the negative. We all know people like this. Again, we might be people like this. Focusing on the negative when you can only see the bad in a situation. Number three, fortune telling. You predict the worst possible outcome to a situation. You ever do this one, right? The change, the unknown. Let's say you're going to leave your job. You got a lot of unknowns in there, man. A lot of change in there. And you, you usually lean into what's going to happen the worst. We'll talk about how we can spin that. And that's the whole idea of how we can get out of automatic negative thinking. But you predict the worst possible outcome. Number four, mind reading. You believe that you know what another person is thinking and it's not good. Even though they haven't told you and you didn't even ask. Again, mind reading. Number four, you believe that you know what other another person is thinking and it's not good. Even though they haven't told you and you don't even ask. We do a lot of that, especially in relationships, right? Especially in relationships. Um, we already know what our, our, our lover, our spouse or whatever is thinking, right? No, we don't. We have no clue unless we openly talk and have a discussion about that. Number five, thinking with your feelings. So remember, thoughts aren't feelings. Remember that, right? Thoughts aren't feelings. Thinking with your feelings. This is when you believe negative feelings without ever questioning them. This is when you believe negative feelings without even ever questioning them. And we're going to talk about that too as a result. But to question our thoughts, to question negative thoughts, what proof do they have that they even exist? We've just mentioned four of the most common ants, including this one, five. But all those are based on made-up negative thinking. Uh, guilt beatings. You think in words like should, must, ought, or have to. Guilt beatings. You think in words like should, must, ought, or have to. Um, if you're making statements that are contain the word should, would, or could, it's out of bounds. It's it's not even in the game. It's it's negated. Okay, you stepped out of the sideline. You're out of bounds. When you think in words like should, must, ought, or have to, out of bounds statements. If you're engaging in conversation with somebody, they say I should have, or I would have, or I could have, out of bounds. Doesn't count. Labeling. You attach a negative label to yourself and to another person. I'm a dumbass. They're a dumbass. You attach a label of somebody to justify your negative thinking. That's a negative label. I had a client sit across me once complaining about their roommate. He's an asshole, Mark. And then he stopped and he looked at me. James wasn't his real name. James said to me, you know what, Mark? We're all assholes to somebody. We are, right? But we all label. We love to label. We think of our society the way we label things. It's a way for us to somehow push it over on somebody else. It's got to be them. It's not me, right? It's negative thinking. You attach a negative label to yourself or to someone else. And we also attach those all right, negative labels to ourselves, right? We wake up in the morning, we screwed up yesterday, I'm a screw up. Or that those voices that go off in our head from our mothers and our fathers, right? You're an asshole. You're not worthy. You can't do anything right. Labeling. And we hold on to that. That's a whole different topic, but we hold on to that stuff. It leads into negative thinking. Personalization, right? The uh, Second from last, number eight, personalization. This is when you take a seemingly innocent event and take it to have a personal negative meaning. Quick story about that. Somebody, a client just told me a story where he used to work at a hotel, uh, customer service. A client comes in, a guest comes in, starts screaming at the, like a service person, a housekeeper, something like that. Young young woman, about her first week on the job. She just didn't quit the job, but ran off crying, literally, right? And so the, the customer was irate. So this young per, this person, this young woman took it personally, Right. We personalize things at work with friends, with coworkers. That's automatic negative thinking. We immediately think it's about us. We all do this. Right. And we all get in confrontations with lovers based on personalization, which, quite frankly, is age zero to seven thinking. It's that whole internal subconscious thing that we hold on to our whole lives, that it's somehow our fault or it's all about us. We personalize things. 
blame. And this is this is the most harmful, and I think. This is the most harmful automatic negative thought. And it happens when you blame someone else for your own problems. Many times we do this in life. Many times clients I've worked with over the years are always blaming somebody else. Well, if my spouse would get their shit together, or if they would have done this, or if they would have done that, we always are looking for an out, someone else to blame based on what's going on with us, okay? We're looking for blaming. It ain't out there. I'm pointing to my heart right now. It's right there. That's your first check, okay? So another automatic negative thought is blaming. This is, I think, the most destructive one, quite frankly, because number one, it's also a shadow, a way to, to cast it off on somebody else so we don't have to take a look at our own involvement. Plus, it's an easy out. It's easy to blame somebody else and to take a look at ourselves. So the second part of all this, how do ants affect us? Well, it affects our mood, right? Anger, depression, anxiety, fear. It affects our health, right? All this negative thinking, negative events that we bring upon ourselves, we attract what we radiate. It affects our health. Our physical health and our mental health are very strongly connected. If you're not in a good place mentally, you're probably not in a good place physically. Okay, I'm not talking about we have our moments, anxiety, depression. But if you're long-term, got a lot of anxiety, depression going on, it's affecting your health somehow, okay? It affects your mood, your anger, your depression levels, your anxiety levels, your fear levels, fear factor. All right, and finally, how do we resolve this? What do we do to get ourselves out of automatic negative thinking? And here's, th here's three simple ways, three simple steps to killing your ants. Number one is become aware of it. Just, just be aware of it, okay? Pay close attention to those insidious thoughts and be ready for them. So the next time you notice an automatic negative thought enter your mind, simply recognize it and acknowledge it. I'm having it. It's okay to have, by the way. There's no negative right or wrong here, okay? It's okay to have a negative thought, okay? it's not You're not a bad person. We all have them. Tell yourself that it's simply a thought and that thoughts aren't the truth. Remember, our thoughts lie to us. Our thoughts are not valid, okay? Even if you're having a joyful thought, quite frankly, it's not valid. It's a reaction. But that said, it's good to have. We want to be in a peaceful, joyful place, okay? But, you know, you, you got to question yourself. If somebody else is making you happy and then that somebody else goes away, then you're, you're, that had nothing to do with you if that's what's making you happy, okay? So check that also, all right? Um, and tell yourself that it's simply a thought and the thoughts aren't the truth. Remember that 86 out of 99 thoughts we have are invalid. They're made up. They're fiction. Uh, number two, challenge it. What would you do if a person started saying something really negative about you that wasn't true, right? Starting a rumor about you. But that's what we do with ourselves. We want to treat our ants just like some irrational jerk does, treats us. And, and, and we want to challenge them, right? Stand up to them. Don't let them limit your life. Protect yourself. Look into it. Cross-examine yourself. Step outside yourself. Look down on yourself. Is that thought even real? Is that what, What's the validity to that? Be your own prosecuting attorney. And I'll repeat this. Challenge it. What would you do if a person started saying something really negative about you that wasn't true? You want to treat your ants just like some irrational jerk and challenge them, okay? Stand up to them and don't let them limit your life. Be your own prosecuting attorney. Take a look at those, that invalid thinking. Say, wait a minute, is that even real? Is that even true? Remember, when you have a feeling and it's negative and you're in a bad place, negative behavior, back right up to the thought. That's cognitive behavior therapy. You can do this on yourself instead of paying somebody 125 bucks an hour to, to, to do this with you. Um, you can do cognitive behavior therapy, telling your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors all by yourself. Go right back to the thought. You got a feeling, you're depressed, you're angry. Go right back. What was I thinking? And is that even true? What was I thinking? And is that even true? You can do that on yourself and correct it, right? We're talking about how to correct things right now, challenge it, take a look at it, replace it with a positive statement, a positive affirming thought. We're going to talk about those next. Um, but you can you can challenge your thinking right 
after you have that thought leading you into a feeling, challenge your thinking. All right, number three, replace it with a more positive, affirming thought. Replace it with a more positive and affirming thought. The key to being happier and live more positive lives is our ability to successfully flip the ant, the automatic negative thinking, and turn it into a positive, affirming thought. All right, let's take a look at our earlier examples that I talked about and how we can um, flip those around, all right? And we're closing out here. Positive, affirming thought. All right, here's the ant we talked about from my example. My presentation is going to go horribly because uh, becomes this. My positive, present, my positive thought is my presentation is going to be amazing. I will be prepared and everyone will be receptive. My presentation is going to go horribly. I flip it around with positive, affirming thought. My presentation is going to be amazing. I'll be prepared and everyone will be receptive. The second negative thought we had before, I'm not going to close that sale. Salesman, right? I'm not going to close that sale becomes a positive, affirming thought of, I will close the sale. I know I can really help this customer and they know this too. It's going to feel so good to sign this deal. I'm not even, I'm not going to close the sale. I can't do it. You flip it around. Don't hold on to that. I will close the sale. I know I can really help this person, help the customer, and they know this too. It's going to feel so good to sign this deal. The third one we talked about, uh, they always ignore my ideas during meetings. Why do I even bother? Why do I even bring them up, right? Flip it around. I have really good ideas and my team appreciates me. Now, we all have a choice, by the way. If that's ongoing, you have really good ideas, they don't appreciate you, time to look for another job, okay? We do have choices. Uh, the third one we talked about before, something bad. This is the most popular one I hear. Except for blaming, this is the most popular one I ever hear as a, a counselor working with clients. Something bad is going to happen. It always does. Something bad is going to happen. It always does. Becomes this. We flip it around to the positive effort. Thurming thought, affirming thought. Something good is going to happen today. It always does. It's true. I wake up sometimes in pretty bad moods. And uh, but at the end of the day, I go, man, that was a rich day. I've had good stuff happen to me. I turned it around somehow in there. I'm very good at this. I can have automatic negative thinking, but I can turn them around, right? I can turn them into positive thermic thoughts. Something bad is going to happen. It always does becomes something good is really going to happen today. And it always does. So you can flip these around. So remember, the next time you have uh, notice an automatic negative thinking creep into your mind, recognize it, accept it. It's okay. Challenge it. Challenge it. Validity. Challenge it. Remember the jerk. You wouldn't want somebody treating you like that. Your own thoughts treat you like that. Challenge your thoughts and turn them around into positive affirming thoughts. You can turn your automatic negative thinking into positive affirming thoughts. Flip them around. Do this on a consistent basis and you will take away the power from automatic negative thinking. It's a process. It's not just because I said it, just because you listen to this podcast, which I hope you are. I hope you will more of. But just because you do that, it's not going away. You're always going to be uh, confronted with these. So um, that's it today on automatic negative thinking. Please follow my podcast, Hiker Therapy Podcast. I'm on 10 different podcast sites. I post these on my website, hikertherapy.com under the tab podcast. If you feel so moved, please make a donation. On most of these podcast sites, there's a bar there that you can donate 99 cents or whatever you feel moved to do. But if you do or you don't, please still keep following. I love doing this stuff. Service and purpose for me. And that is today's topic on automatic negative thinking. Have a wonderful Saturday, September 1, 2018, and hike on.